Welcome to The Thing About Health Coaching, the first ever podcast from Your Coach Health, where we discuss advancements in health and wellness coaching, trends to watch, and the growing body of research. This episode was generated from conversations that occurred at our Global Health and Wellbeing Coaching Symposium in November of 2021, with a focus on the building blocks of happy humans and how health coaches support along the way. Please note that the industry is rapidly changing, so some of the information discussed may be outdated. For the latest compendium of research, be sure to follow along with us and check out our latest health coaching report. We enjoy bringing you each and every episode, and it would mean a lot if you could rate this podcast in your favorite player. And of course, hit that bell to be notified of future episodes. at Your Coach. We're big fans and supporters of the National Board for Health and Wellness Coaching. And I'm really excited to have joining me today, Leanne Webster, who is, ex- who is the Executive Director uh, for the NBHWC. We've been trying to have a fireside chat for quite some time now, and the timing has never worked out. So I'm really excited to uh, have Leanne here with us today to, uh, to have the chat finally. Yes, thank you so much for having me, Marina. I'm super excited to talk with you and to learn more about um, what you're doing at your coach and uh, and just to talk about the future of health coaching. I love it. That's always a fun conversation, right? So, so to get things kicked off, uh, why don't we talk about the current state of health and wellness coaching, kind of a check-in, right? Like what's sure. happened in the last year, what is happening now? I mean, you have the bird's eye view of everything that's going on in health and wellness coaching. Yeah, so it's been a very interesting ride. Um, especially since we formed the organization in 2012. Um, I would say in the past year, um, the the biggest um, movements that we've made have been towards reimbursement for health and wellness coaches. Um, That's still very much in process, um, but we're definitely working on it. And we have uh, strong connections at um, the American Medical Association and we have Um, strong leadership paving the way for this. So I would say that's definitely one of the big things in the past year. And then the other big, um, big thing that I think everybody knows about really is just um, because of the pandemic, um, you know, the, the severity of chronic health conditions has been brought to light and um, health and wellness coaches are clearly part of the solution to that, right? So Um, We're working really hard to integrate health and wellness coaches onto the healthcare team and to also create relationships with physicians for that entrepreneurial coach who may, um, you know, still want to maintain their independence, but work with people who really, really need help managing their chronic conditions so that they have great outcomes in life. I love that. And I mean, we're big believers in coaches working for themselves, making their own hours, right? They, They just thrive. From, from our experience here at your coach, they thrive when they have control of what it is that they're doing. Um, so you mentioned that you're working on these relationships. What, what does that look like um, on these relationships with, with, with physicians who hire health coaches? Yeah, so within the National Board for Health and Wellness Coaching, we have what's called our healthcare commission. And then as part of that commission, we have a physician's alliance. And so we have about... Um, 12 to 15 physicians that we meet with on a monthly basis. And what we're doing is learning about what 
they're doing within their practice, how they're currently working with health and wellness coaches, what codes they're currently using for reimbursement. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so we're really just forming those relationships with those physicians and working together to move this all forward. Um, on uh, the MBHWC side, we're also uh, working to put together a toolkit of resources for our board certified health and wellness coaches so that they can um, feel confident when they reach out to physicians and really understand um, that kind of healthcare language. Um, mm -hmm. so we're working on that. That'll be released in 2022. And um, just really spending time on our messaging uh, so that there's consistency across the board when coaches are trying to create those relationships with physicians. So yeah. We'll probably also in 2022, we'll have a quarterly connect, which we actually will open to all coaches, um, not just the board certified coach, but all health and wellness coaches. And, and one of my goals is to bring on a panel of physicians who can actually talk about, you know, what they would want if they were to um, form a relationship and start providing referrals yep. to health coaches. That's amazing. I mean, you always want to go straight to the source, right? Because we can guess all we want, but we're not in the mind of the physician. We're not sure what their patient needs, right? So it's always good to have that connection. And that's what I love about health coach becoming a part of that healthcare and well care team, right? Because yep. we actually have a place now uh, within that system. So that's great. Loving yeah. the efforts. Yeah. Um, and then just to touch back on the reimbursements a little bit. So I know at the board, uh, you guys talk about this all the time. We talk about it all the time, obviously. But if somebody is just coming in and this is the first time they're hearing about it, um, can we explain a little bit about where in the process um, sure. it is right now? Sure. So it's still category three. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. So a little bit about what that means. Sure. So I like, I even want to back it up a little bit further um, because a lot of people don't realize that in America, health and uh, or, uh, reimbursement and CPT codes, I should say CPT codes specifically is overseen by the American Medical Association. So within the American Medical Association, which we refer to as the AMA, there is a panel of um, uh, 17 members that are comprised of medical physicians from medical societies, um, the payer side. So that would be like Blue Cross United, uh, um, Aetna. And, and so they really are the, the body that oversees um, CPT codes. So we have now for health and well-being coaching, which is the same as health and wellness coaching. We now have category three codes in place. And these codes do not have a reimbursable value attached to them. Um, the purpose is not, not for reimbursement, but to get to reimbursement. So um, we are working with coaches uh, throughout the US in this case, who have the ability to currently use those codes. So they work in a healthcare setting and they have access to what's called an electronic health record management system. And they work um, under the supervision of a physician. So we're collecting data from these coaches and then we're going to use that data as part of our application for category one codes. And category one codes is um, a, a set of codes that do have a reimbursable value attached to them. Um, I like to be super honest with people and say that 
this is a ways off because it takes a lot of time, a lot of people power and a lot of money, but it is something that we're actively working on. And um, uh, in addition, this is more than what you asked, but important to note that we're also working um, with uh, trying to get health and wellness coaching as one of the covered services for health savings accounts. So that, that likely will create a different pathway for that entrepreneurial coach who isn't necessarily um, wanting to work in healthcare, but perhaps, you know, wants to work with like self-insured companies and, um, you know, get referrals from that source. So we're working many avenues um, in addition to the CPT codes and the health savings accounts. We're also um, beginning to um, formulate our strategy and conversations around reaching out to the payers, right? So the payers are the health insurance companies yeah. and we have over 900 here in the US. Yeah. And so as of now, um, is there criteria or who would be eligible for the, um, for the reimbursements? So, um, well, there isn't, a reimbursement right now for once it becomes right yeah um but because because that's a ways off we don't know exactly what that language is going to look like from the american medical association so in terms right. of actual reimbursement um there's not stated language yet right and the hsa fsa that's its own avenue that's being pursued Correct. right now okay yes, yes. good Good yeah. to get that clear because there are so many yeah. questions that come about that all the time, right? So it's it's good to uh, to keep educating and just to give as much information as we can. Totally, and like I always tell people, we don't necessarily know all the answers ourselves, but luckily we have a great team um, in place. We have a, a legal team, we have uh, reimbursement consultants and physicians that we can often go to to try to get the answers. It's yep. I'll tell you what, Maria, it is such a complex system. And um, a lot of times it takes quite a bit of digging and, and getting through all the layers to actually get the information that you really need, especially when you're doing something that's never been done before. So yeah. this is new for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. Uh, we're heading in the direction where I actually wanted to ask you some questions about education, right? Because we're educating people about what health coaching still is. Sure. So on our side, we find that even though it's such a buzzword, there's still so much education to be done to the general public about who truly is health and wellness coach. Right. Um, do you find that as well? Do you find that there's still a lot of education to be done? Um, are you doing that at the board level? There's so much education that still has to be done and so much outreach. I mean, we're still fairly young organization, right? Even though we were founded in 2012, um, we didn't start approving programs until 2015 and didn't offer our first exam until 2017. And so we've really just been building the framework for all of that and really starting to um, build the value of the board certification. And that's taken a lot of time. And really in 2022, we actually have to absolutely focus on um, what, what is a health and wellness coach. We have to get the public to really understand that, right? Yeah. Because right now they think 
a health and wellness coach is a nutritionist or trainer. Um, a personal trainer or even a dietitian, right? Like yeah. everything is very blurry. And so yeah. we have to do a very concerted effort, not just to educate the public, people who would potentially hire that entrepreneurial coach, but also employers, right? That not employers don't even necessarily understand that a health and wellness no. coach is, you know, centered on client-driven, client-centered behavior yeah. change. So- and it's not, yeah. um, it's not as, as there's a portion of it that's education-based, but it's, it's uh, not as directional as people might think, right? You're partnering with that client. Absolutely. I mean, it even differs from, I mean, people are familiar with executive coaching, right? right. But health coaching is so different from what that is. And I feel like everybody puts that in the same bucket a lot of the time. Yeah. And um you know, like there's, there's definitely a lot of misconceptions and we go to employers all the time and we have webinars and we educate and it's amazing about, you know, the questions that we get, right? Like, sure. because something that's so familiar to us, we live right. this day in and day out, but it's still, there's so much confusion about it. But I think that's part of what makes it so exciting. Yeah. The nascent stages of where we are and how we can still shape this industry. Totally. Yeah. And I also like, I know you have quite a few people who are attending this conference and some are national board certified health and wellness coaches, some are not, and that's okay. And yep. um, regardless of where they're coming in from, I highly recommend that they go onto our website and um, get the, the content outline because that content outline really talks about, you know, it identifies like what the process is for health coaching um, and, and, and what a health coach really does. I mean, it's really yep. embedded in there and there's some great resources for anybody who wants to learn more. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. And I mean, there's a lot of education to be done in the general public, but I think for health coaches themselves, there's also a lot of education to be done because there's schools. I mean, you see this, we see this, there's schools popping up all the time and they call themselves health coaching schools and they provide education, but the quality of that education, I mean, technically, right. Somebody can graduate in one month and call themselves a health coach right. and get clients right. and start charging. Yeah. And we feel that, you know, people are very trustworthy and there's such a great responsibility right. to be a health coach in an industry that's not really regulated at the moment. Right. right? right. So, yep. yeah, there's just great work to be done for the general public and for health coaches. And that's why I love so much the work that you guys do. I mean, tirelessly. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it's also just, it's a very innocent mistake that a lot of health coaches make, right. In not quite understanding the scope of practice or quite understanding what a health coach does. And I, if I'm being completely honest, I made that mistake back in 2007. Yep. I thought I, I have such a passion for health and wellness and fitness. I want to become a health and wellness coach. And when I, I ended up uh, registering for well coaches and it was after the first uh, class, I was like, oh my gosh, I have I had no idea. Like I thought they were going to tell me how to eat better right? Like I really didn't understand. But then after that first, you know, two or three sessions, I was like, this is amazing. And this is powerful. And it's all really centered on behavior change. Yeah. And I just loved it. But I walked into something I had no idea what truly it was about. 
Yeah. And behavior change is so fascinating. I mean, mm-hmm. we can have a whole symposium just on, and there are tons of them, you know, and just yeah. behavior change. And yeah. I mean, that's why I like to get a coach for myself because I constantly want to get pushed and asked and, and probe, right. About what it is that I want to do. Cause we just yeah. get set in our ways and yep. uh, we think we know what we know, right. but yeah, behavior change is absolutely fascinating. It is. So love that. Yeah. Um, have you seen a spike in registrations for it? So how many actually, how many uh, national board certified health and wellness coaches are there right now? So we've had uh, 5,000 national board certified health and wellness coaches. And um, we have um, more than 2,200 sitting for our current exam, which is uh, happening this month. And so by the end of this year, we should be at about 6,500 board certified health and wellness coaches, which is actually pretty cool considering that in September of 2017, we launched that first exam. So um, we're actually growing pretty quickly. Um, And we have definitely seen an increase in terms of the the volume of inquiries that we're receiving from people who are thinking about transitioning careers to become a health and wellness coach or um, even from um, people who are in college who are thinking about like majoring in health and wellness um, or health and wellness coaching, and then from people who are um, seeking master's degrees as well. So, you know, we've yeah. got in within our organization, we approve programs. We have almost 100 approved programs, and there's a percentage that are private organizations and then academic institutions and then certificate programs and um, like uh, in-house training, like some of the insurance companies are doing that. So yeah, it's a right wide, wide gamut. And um, we're definitely noticing um, not just more inquiries, but also more media coverage, which Mm -hmm. is really great. And luckily the media is getting it right. And, you know, they're putting out some great information. But even if they're not getting right, it gets the buzz out there. It gets people True. questioning, it gets people asking, you know, questions are always good. I love questions, yeah. right? It doesn't matter where yeah. they come from. They're, they're always a good thing. They are. Yep. Um, so what is, so you mentioned a lot of school, over hundred schools that are uh, organizations 100. that are programs, almost hundred that are certified. So what is some of that criteria? Because we're seeing so many new undergraduate programs that are popping up for health and wellness coaching. So how do they get um, certified by you? Yeah, so they go through an approval process and um, uh, the minimum requirement is 75 hours of training and education. And that uh, 75 hours um, covers coaching content, coaching process, um, healthy lifestyle information, and then the um, legal and ethics side of things. Um, so I say minimum of 75 hours because there are many programs that have hundreds of hours, but then there are some that meet the minimum, which is 75 hours of training, education, and then uh, live practical skills assessment at the end, which is actually really important because you know you can learn all the information as an aspiring coach, but until you sit with somebody, whether it's virtually or in person, and you get comfortable talking about really um, hard topics, like that takes a lot of practice, right? And so that practice happens within the program. And then 
you know, when people graduate from the program, they're, um, they've got a, a basic skill set. I mean, we always encourage people to keep, keep continuing with your education, keep practicing because you get better as you do it. Yeah. No, we find that um, it's really, some people do love to get certifications, right? So there are some coaches on a platform that have 15, 16 certifications and never practice a day in their life. Hmm. Would you consider that to be a good health coach? Probably not, right? Yeah. But there's some coaches who have gotten one certification, possibly two, right? But they put so many hours into it and it's their passion and they've been working so hard at it that they're an amazing coach. So the certification mm -hmm. is fabulous, mm -hmm. but it's just part of the equation, right? Like it's, uh, yeah, that, yeah. that, that know-how. I often tell people, stop, um, stop being busy getting ready, right? Yeah, like, just do. <laughs> just do it, just do it. Yeah. And you'll get better if you do it, but- you know, yeah. you, obviously you learn a lot from education, but sometimes you have to put yourself in the fire and, and just do it. And then, yeah. you know, you'll, uh, you'll become better at it. The thing about health coaching is brought to you by your coach health, the only operating system for behavior change powered by health coaches. We help a growing roster of industry partners stand up or augment their health coaching operations with the largest supply of validated health coaches and proprietary technology for seamless integration. We are the premier virtual home for health and wellness coaching, an ecosystem built to empower health coaches while expanding access to their services through our industry partnerships. To find out more, head over to yourcoach.health or yourcoachhealth on all the socials. Join us on the health coaching revolution as we strive to deliver the power of health coaching to the eight and a half billion global population by 2030. Sound like that Nike slogan a lot of the time, right? But it's just do it, just do it, you know, just yeah. uh, just start, right? Right, right. Um, so we talked, so this is the programs that are applying, are they mostly US or are they international as well? Um, they're both, they're both. They're both, okay. I would say definitely more US, you know, because yeah. we're based here in the US, but um, we actually have some really strong programs that are throughout the world um, and a lot more um, international programs that are reaching out to us about the approval process. Um, and then we're also collaborating with a lot of countries that want to create standards in their country and are really using the model that we've built to do that. Yep. And so um, I try to be really open, available, and transparent for all of those people internationally as well, because I think it's it's really important, and it um, it it also aligns with our vision statement as an organization, which is a world where all people thrive. So yeah, you know. And what are some of those countries? What are some up and coming countries for uh, who are for, for uh, rise in health and wellness coaching? Um, so, um, we actually have a program in Spain oh. and, um, the UK, Australia, New Zealand, Ireland. Um, let's see. Um, I've had a lot of, uh, conversations with organizations and people in South America, um, Brazil, um, Mexico, um, and then we also have um, some approved programs in Asia and, you know, definitely um, more that we're talking with. So I think I've 
covered a lot. Oh, we have a new a new approved program in India. Um, you know, it's funny you say that. There have been a lot of Indian coaches that have been coming to us, and they're forming associations. Oh yeah, um, yeah, they're yeah. they're really amazing. They're really proactive. You know, very proactive. People, very proactive. I yeah. love that. You know, like I love I love that spirit. And you know, you did mention a lot of English speaking countries, and mm-hmm. I. I see that a lot as well. You know, it's a lot of um, UK and Ireland and yeah. Australia. Australia, you know, they're so huge on wellness over there. So that's- uh, They really are. Yeah, yeah. They, they definitely are. And um, I, you know, we, we've got to bring everyone together. We want to have a virtual forum. We were planning to do it this year, but um, I think COVID, it just didn't go away, right? COVID didn't go away. <laughs> And so as a, result, not, yeah. as a result, we've, we haven't been able to do everything we wanted to do. Um, yeah. But I think that at least in 2022, we can put together a virtual um, symposium or gathering because we did this um, in, let's see, 2015. And then again, in 2017, and everybody was just so grateful because they learned so much from each other. And having that international lens and perspective really helps people think about health and wellness in a different way. And it really also helps you realize that um, access is an issue yeah. right, for a lot of people. And, um, and we need to make health and wellness coaching readily available for all. Yep. Well, that's our mission statement here, you know, by 2030 for the nine billion people to have access to health coaching yes i love that that would be yeah that would be absolutely ideal yeah you know always you know we have a lot of you know we're a tech platform right so we have have a lot of developers yep and everybody's always just coding away and doing their stuff and i constantly remind them that at the end of this at the end of what we do there are people who are actually being helped there are people who are reaching their health goals right? right and it's always good to have that reminder because we're just so you know, entranced every, every single day and like the things that we do. Right. But the global picture, when we take a step back and we look at that, you know, it's, uh, it's fascinating how we can actually help people. Like it's, yeah, I love definitely. that. Yeah. And I mean, we have a diversity, equity, and inclusion committee now at the national board for health and wellness coaching. And, um, you know, we just, we really have to spend time really making sure that regardless of where somebody lives, um, what they have access to, what their color is, that they can work with a health and wellness coach. It's it's really important. So yeah. I'm glad that we have that committee in place and we formed it last year. And um, that first year was really just about establishing trust and rapport and getting to know each other. Um, and now we really have to start doing some some hard work. Yeah. And I find that it's not only that people of coming from different walks of life can have access to health coach, but that that health coach can actually understand how to work with those people because oh. not, yeah, yes. not everybody's created the same. I mean, right. obviously we know right. this, right. And, yep. uh, you know, people, they just need their own personal approach, which I think is so, so important. I totally um, agree with you. Yeah. yeah. And that really, I, when I talk about recertification, you know, we all hold various credentials, right? And even I saw recertification as pain, like, oh God, I got to do this, but it really shouldn't be looked at that, that way, right? It should be looked at 
I have to continue to grow as a coach or a personal trainer or whatever it is you do, right? You yeah. have to continue to grow and you have to evolve. And evolving as a person is part of recertification. And so I would love to see that we do more at the board level around like cultural competency and diversity. Mm -hmm. and, and I totally agree with what you're saying. Like the coach has to understand how to effectively work with people from all walks of life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like we ebb and flow as coaches, we ebb and flow as people, like it just, it constantly changes. So Definitely. I think it's an important process to just step back and reevaluate, right? Because the person that you were when you got that original certification could be very far off from the person that you are now and who you're serving at the moment, right? So exactly. it's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love the effort. I love how in sync we are with all our efforts. I was That's just thinking that. No, I was just thinking <laughs> like, oh, we have like this synergy and you're in, you're in Barcelona and I'm in San Diego and I don't know, you know, we just seem to have it. Yeah. But you know, our mutual love for health and wellness coach, yes. it just shines through, you know, yes. and that's the, that's the common thread. Yep. Um, so you guys have a lot of efforts. You have a ton of efforts at the MBHWC. What can we do as a community, as, as a community, as a coaching community to support that? Can you share so. yeah. a little bit about where you are with fundraising, but that's just one aspect of it, right? But what else can we do? Because, you know, we can, we can talk about it. We can talk about doing things, but I love actually doing things. Right, right, so, right. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things I, I would ask coaches to take a step back and, and just think about like the industry and the profession of health and wellness coaching. And do you feel as a coach that standards for the, for your profession matter, right? Like that's the first thing. And I would even encourage people to do research, do research on credentialing and education um, there's a great uh, resource that I often use. Um, it's the um, it's ICE, the Institute for Credentialing and Education, and um, they they just have a lot of great articles and stuff about certification and the value and standards and assessment. And so that would be step one: is just take a to step back and think about it. And if you find that as a coach you do believe in the importance of it. Then I would say, take a look at our website and think about if you do want to become a national board certified health and wellness coach and, you know, what would that mean for you? And not only how would that add value to what you do, but how would it add value to the profession as a whole? I think that's, that's, so that's what I would say. I mean, we, we did raise, we, we did uh, have a big fundraising initiative this year, um, and the money that we raised would go towards our healthcare initiatives, right? Um, yep. And that's all great. That's all great. And anybody can give us money at any time. We will happily <laughs> accept it, right? But, but I think more importantly, it's just really about like, do standards matter to you? And if they do, what are you willing to do about it? And we're working with people's health. And that matters, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you don't really have anything if you don't have good health and, and you're not feeling good. It's very hard to accomplish things in life if you don't have that. So, you know, how can we as coaches empower ourselves, ourselves to be better at what we do? Yep. So it's a great responsibility to have somebody trusting you with their health, with their wellness, with sharing so much, right? Yeah. It's, it's a great responsibility. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And, 
I mean, we're lucky, right? There, there's plenty of days, plenty of hours where I'm like, oh my God, this job, this is so hard. <laughs> this is so hard. And then like, I have spoken to- Spoken like a down. true entrepreneur. What was that? I said spoken like a true entrepreneur. I know, except I work for a board, <laughs> um, right? But it's and the spirit. Yeah, the spirit. I do have the spirit because I, I have, yeah. a, yes, I, prior to this, I had a very uh, successful health and wellness coaching and personal training practice. Um, but it is really hard. And then I have to remind myself, wait a minute, you're lucky. Like you're lucky you can help people and you have yeah. the means to do that and the skills to do that. And so I think we just have to remind ourselves of that every once in a while, because it is hard and we've lived through a year and a half of really hard. So, yeah. And still living through the heart, right? So yes, we are uh, still living through the heart. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's funny. It's reminded, you know, and I'm going to censor myself here. Like there's this uh, cartoon, you know, like the life of an of a startup entrepreneur and it's, oh, and I'm censoring like, oh no, 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 no. And then it's like, oh yay moment. Right. So yes. like we yeah. live for those like, oh yay moments. Right. Yes. Because there's so much that we deal with like on a yeah. regular basis. But when you see this making a difference in somebody's life, it just makes it all worth it, right? It just puts a yeah. smile on your face. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 I love that. Yeah. Um, so we talked about where we were this past year. We talked about the current state a little bit. What do you see as the future of health and wellness coaching? Until we meet again at the next, well, we'll talk before then, but until we have this conversation at next year's symposium, yeah. what do you see? I would well, let's see, I, what I envision will happen, right? So what I envision, Absolutely. what I envision is, is a world where more people thrive, right? Yeah. We're only talking about in the next year. I don't think we can get to all people thriving, but we're going to certainly go for more. We're going to try. Where more people thrive and a world where um, people understand that if they're struggling with their own health, that's normal and that there are resources out there, the health coach between you and what the physician told you is coming down the pipeline or that you currently have, right? And yeah. so that, so my mission for the next year would be just to continue to spread that word, right? And to really, um, help people understand that there are now standards in place. We are moving in the direction of having health and wellness coaches integrated onto healthcare teams and that, um, you know, there's professionals who can help create behavior change. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the industry is growing by leaps and bounds. So I'm really excited yeah. to see what next year will bring. I mean, I did not expect everything that this past year has brought, right? So right, it's right. especially in the midst of this craziness that's going right. on in the world. It's, uh, yeah, so it's it's really exciting yeah. to see. So yeah. happy and to I be forgot, this, I right? one thing. Yeah. Jobs. That's a key thing that we're working on this year, right? Creating more employment for the health and wellness coach. So yeah. we've spent the last few months identifying um, employers who are currently hiring coaches. We've identified more than 300 here in the U.S. Um, and so the next step in that is really to create relationships with them, right? So that they begin to understand the value of what a health and wellness coach can, can do for their team or clients or whoever it is, you know, they're working with. So yeah, job growth. Again, job growth. again, we're so aligned. Look at that. 
<laughs> that is uh, that is what we're doing here. Yeah. Also, you know, the practicing coaches on a platform. We have relationships. We right. our clients are our employers who are looking for health and wellness coaches for their talent. So the entrepreneurial health coaches can still work for themselves. They can practice on the platform and we give them clients. And it's not a cold client who they have to sell. It's a client who is ready to be working with a health coach. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. so important because, right, there's, you know, people go through schooling and they put money into getting certified and getting the education and the practice, right? But it's hard, you know, it's hard out there. It's hard, out, especially for a field such as health and wellness coaching, where it's so up and coming and people are not really sure. So, you know, we try, we do what we can to, um, to help coaches along. And I love that you guys are on the same page. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, we see the value in that we all need to make a living, right? We, clearly, if anybody's at your conference, the symposium, clearly they have a passion for health and wellness and for helping others but yeah. they also have to make a living. And so yeah. we've got to figure out a way to, to make this, um, to have continued growth and viable career path for people. Yeah, so. perfect. So yes, I am with you for this year. This is what we focus on. Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll check in again in a year. Okay. Um, Hopefully so the happens. theme for this year's symposium is building blocks to happy and healthy humans. And we absolutely love that because, you know, health is happiness. Um, in your mind, for Leanne, what makes a happy and healthy human? Ooh. <laughs> um, you know, I think someone who knows themselves, hmm. someone who's not afraid to be themselves, and to be themselves, um, someone who's connected to the earth, nature, no matter what that looks like for you, but like taking time to get outside and to see that there's this whole big world and so much beauty in it. And then um, nourishment, taking time for nourishment and, um, and, and connection, like, connecting with other humans on a very personal, caring level. I think that's what makes a happy human. I love that. I think we both miss that connection. Even uh, introverts such as myself, you know. <laughs> Are you? I am. Yeah. I am. <laughs> I am. Um, yeah, so I love that connection. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's that's a good place to stop. Um, you know, we've, we've shared so much with the community and I really, really appreciate you being here with us today. Thank you so much for all your insights. And I uh, can't wait to see what the, uh, what's in store for the board and uh, to support all your efforts. Thank you. Yeah, and thanks for inviting me. This was fun. It was actually very enjoyable. And um, I look forward to getting to know more of your coaches and supporting you in any way that we can. Thank you, Leanne.